behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And that is what time it is. Fix it radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Live show today, June the 17th. If you're listening to a replay show, you'll know what day it is and uh, why we talk about some of the things that we talk about given the day and the date, which uh, on this particular day, we are still kind of recouping from lots of rain we've had. I think I told Larry earlier uh, some of the some of my reports on uh, uh, my end of town. We've had about an inch in, I don't know, inch and a quarter or so this past week and i don't know how accurate that is because to me it seems like there's been more but at any rate we're still kind of recovering from that and i've got a couple of tips on some things along those lines today as well father's day again this weekend so make sure that you take care of dear old dad but uh, larry you had some things water wise that you didn't even talk about it prior to the show you just said hey i want, want to talk about a couple of things on fix it radio so here we are yeah, it was something I learned, and believe it or not, I'd never even thought about it. Okay. And, I, you know, I've been doing plumbing for years and so on and so forth, and I thought I knew quite a bit about it, and I realized, you know what, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. But here's, here's what happened. I was talking – I have a bathroom upstairs that has a tub and a shower. Okay. I have another bathroom upstairs in the master bedroom that's just a shower. Okay. And that's the one I use sure. predominantly. Makes sense. I use the other bathroom I let my grandkids and my son use. Sure. Makes so sense. I don't yep. haven't haven't even been in it in two years. Not realizing that when you turn well, actually I, I measured the water coming out of the faucet and water coming out of the shower to make sure that I was within specifications. Okay. The shower was one point eight gallons per minute, which is in specifications for a water saver shower head. Okay. Um, 3.5 gallons per minute out of the faucet going into the tub. That's quite a bit. Well, it's normal. However, if the if you pull the flopper up to shut the water off going into the tub so it goes up to the shower, mm-hmm. and that flopper doesn't stop the water going mm-hmm. into the tub, you've got 1.8 gallons of water going out the shower and 3.5 gallons of water coming out the tub. Uh, so you're wasting quite a bit of water. Wasting quite a bit of water, plus you have to reheat the water. Sure. So you've got all that expense as well. I didn't realize how much water I was losing and how much energy I was spending. Great, great tip. So in other words, check that seal when it comes to that that stopper, I guess you could say. It's a valve, essentially. You're turning off what would normally come out of the spigot to fill the tub, but then goes and pushes up through the... Right. The shower head itself, and if that's leaking, which you see some that do that, and sometimes you can spray some stuff in there and kind of loosen that up and fix that, but if you can't get that to seal up completely, so when you pull it up and there's no water coming out, you need to fix it. And, well, and there's several ways to fix it. Okay, let's hear the, it. The flapper itself, you can replace. Okay. But you have to clean all the calcium buildup inside. Which sometimes is why it's not sealing. Exactly. Or you have to replace the spout itself. Okay, the neck. The neck itself okay. is either a twist-on neck that has the, right. the threads, 
or a set screw on the bottom of it that you can undo the set screw and slide it off. Okay. So one way or the other, if you've got that kind of a problem where the water's not shutting off, fix it. You're costing yourself a lot of money. I never really thought. I mean, it makes total sense. Um, I don't have one of those any longer. I did, and then after the last remodel, those went away and put in a larger expanded walk-in shower in each area where there was the tub because that's kind of even the style today. We still have one tub in the house, but the style today for a lot of people, even with smaller kids, is, you know, pop in the shower because it's so much easier to just have, maintain, just, you know, you know, know, I don't have to tell you. Well, and that's what I found out is my kids, my grandkids, would prefer to take a shower than a bath. Most do. So guess what? They're running bath water into the tub while they're taking a shower. And I had, evidently, according to my son, it's been that way for a couple of years. Oh, boy. So I can't imagine how much money I've spent in water and reheating bills. So your tip is, whether you're using that bathroom or not, periodically turn that on and check it. Check it out. So yep. that if you have kids, a guest, whoever, you know, using it periodically, you know that it's in good shape and that things right. are working correctly. Because if you don't, it's going to cost you a ton of extra money that you don't I, realize. You know what? I mean, that all makes sense. I think that's kind of an out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing, which yep. some things become, and that's where we try to give you guys tips and tricks on this program. We do it on Drive Radio as well for the driving side, but in, when it comes to around the house, we try to give as many tips and tricks as we can along those lines just so that you can not only save money but have a – more well-maintained home at the same time. Because as we know, whether it's a car or your home, it doesn't matter what it is, life. The more well-maintained things are, the more value there is throughout the lifespan of said item. It doesn't matter, Larry, whether it's a item, you know, whether it's you know an item you own, could be a watch, could be a cell phone, it could be your home, it could be the car. It really doesn't make any difference. The more maintained and in better condition it is at the end of your life cycle and using it because keep in mind it has a longer life cycle because somebody else will pick it up and do something with it but the better care that's been given to it the more value there is at the end well and like everything else john when you maintain it periodically it costs you less to that's do good that. point yes great good point until very well said yeah until you have to if yes. you have to do something majorly yes you got a big problem again doesn't matter what item we're talking about it, it could be anything it's your house it's your yard it's your you know it's your vehicle i mean lawnmower i mean larry we could go through almost everything there Every is out there, there is, yep. the more well maintained it is the less money you're actually going to spend on it over time and the other thing too just as a reminder and We all can get guilty of this, myself included. Instead of skimping on whatever that item is, because you're just trying to save some money, you're budget conscious, whatever the case is, sometimes the cheapest priced is not always the most savings. And that's on everything. That's on everything. I don't care if it's car repair, house repair, it doesn't matter. We talk about that on Drive Radio a lot when it comes to the parts you buy to fix the vehicle. Just because the brake pads you're buying are half the price of the other set of brake pads doesn't mean those are the right brake pads to use. And in the end, may not actually save you any money when it's all said and done. The same thing is true with things around the house, whether it be 
fixing a faucet and buying even the the washers and the kit to actually fix it versus any number of items that you get into tools on you know we Larry we could we could spend several shows just on that <laughs> end of things and the quality of items that you buy versus you know high quality versus low quality and I'm not saying that there's not times to you know you're you're doing something on a one-off basis and you need just need that tool to do whatever it is you're going to do and you may never use it again. Okay, there may be some exceptions to what we're talking about, but in general, buying the better quality item will end up in the end costing you less. And I probably could even make a case for even the tool side of it. You know, you buy that cheap tool, you use it one time. Well, what if it breaks while you're using it? How 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 effective, you know, is that at that yeah. point in time? And we've, we've talked about this before. You know, you can go to, like, freight, Harbor Freight, place like that, and buy tools, whether it be for fixing cars or fixing, you know, plumbing or right. whatever it is. And that's fine and dandy if you're going to use it once in a great while. Right. But if you're going to use it on a regular basis. Good point. Good point. Yeah, and, and that's true, folks, really with anything, whether that be the crescent wrench you're using around the house to, you know, a pipe wrench to a set of wrenches to the screwdriver even – uh, I mean, I've got some tools, and you know, Larry will laugh at this, but I've got some tools that I've probably owned since I was in my teens, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I probably have some items I've literally owned that long. So whatever I paid for them back in the you know early '80s, I still own today, and their value probably far exceeds even what I paid for them in the early '80s. So at the end of the day, did I lose any money on those, Larry, buying the higher quality no, tool? Not at all. Not at all. I've got some wrenches that have Ford stamped on them. That's how old those are. That's how old those are. That's amazing. So one of the things that I wanted to ask today, uh, for those of you listening, 303-477-5600 is the number to call in. You can also text us a question, 307-200-8222. So a couple of things. I'm going to give you some pool noodle hacks. Now, some are saying pool noodle hacks. What what can you do with a pool noodle? (laughs) Well, most people have them kicking around for whatever reasons, especially if you've got any kind of water around your place or if you go to a pool or you have a pool, you'll have some pool noodles, noodles, and they, do, they, they come in handy for all sorts of things. Yes, they do. We used to use them around the shop at times where if you had an area where a door might bang something and you didn't want to have any kind of chips or dents or, or, or whatever in you know, your customer's vehicle, you would put you know, pool noodles or yep. things like that around things to keep some of those things from happening. So they come in very handy for all sorts of things. Some of you may have garages where you pull in and maybe there's a pole that's in the middle of the garage that if you open the door just in the right area you know it may end up running into that pole well those are the kind of things where you can take a pool pool noodle cut a slit down it wrap that around said pole take a little bit of you know electrical tape or duct tape whatever you want to do zip ties anything to just keep that thing held on there and boom now all of a sudden you've got a nice cushion and you're not going to damage anything that actually might open into that and that's true even where there's areas where you might even find yourself banging your head on something all the time yep you know, a hoist with a ramp or whatever the case may be. A Again, a pool noodle cut and slit down the middle and slipped over something will keep a lot of those things from, you know, generating headaches on down the road. Well, and I use the same thing with, the, you know, I have gliders chairs on my deck. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I put it on the rails of the glider. Oh, good idea. So they don't slip around. Yeah, that's a great idea. And they don't mark up the deck. So one thing I'm going to ask, though, I'm going to give you some tips on pool noodles. The one thing I want to ask all of you is... What is your favorite use for a zip tie? There's a lot of uses for them anymore. It's one at one time, and this is something that has you know as, as time goes by, 
with any other type of product. And by the way, there's good and bad of zip ties. That's a whole other conversation that we could have, but there's good quality, bad quality. But in general, they've come down in price significantly from what they used to be. At one time, yes. you, were, you used zip ties very sparingly. In fact, I used to have a little ice pick where if I knew that the zip tie could be reused again, reuse I, again. I would actually open it, reuse it, and use it again and again and again just because they were so expensive. They've now gotten much less expensive to where it's almost not worth your time to try to even do that, and you just go get another one out of the bag, and away you go. Yeah, in most cases, you can buy a bag of 100 zip ties for less than $5. And it used to be 50 bucks, and I'm yeah. not exaggerating. When they first came out, that same bag could have easily been 50 bucks. Yes, That's how much they've changed in price. So, yeah, they're much cheaper. But I want to know from you all, what's your favorite use for a zip tie? There's probably folks out there that have no idea what you could actually do with one. I mean, I, I'm one of those where I keep several different bags in my toolbox because there's all sorts of different sizes and shapes now. They even make zip ties to where if you're trying to keep a, a cable or something attached to a particular area, they've even got a little eyelet where you can put a screw through the zip tie, and the zip tie then holds the item that's then attached to whatever it is you're trying to attach it to. There, there's a multitude of uses for them now from what it used to be, but what is a maybe trick that you use a zip tie for that somebody else may not know? Well, whenever I look at the back of my TV and I see all the wires coming out of the VCR and the cable box and the TV, if I want to combine all that and make it look good, I use a zip tie. There you go. Great idea. So what is one of those uses that you use a zip tie for that somebody else may not know about? 303-477-5600. You can also text us. Your answer, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Uh, somebody also said when it comes to the shower thing that Larry was talking about a moment ago, is the lower water from the shower head because it has a flow restrictor. Yes, most definitely it is. And the fact that the shower head itself will not flow as much out of, even if you take the restrictor out of the shower head, it won't flow as much water as what you've got coming out of the, right. say, the, the spigot or the, the, you know, literally the pipe. I mean, the pipe that... The tub faucet. The, it, yeah. essentially, essentially, the, the, the dump faucet going into the tub is really just an open end that's just, it looks like right. it's coming out of that spout, but it's just a stubbed piece of copper, typically, that's rolling right out into that whole faucet area. Uh, you know, the, 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 the spout is what I'm trying to say. The water coming out of the spout is typically running at whatever the flow of the house is. And it's designed to do that so you can fill up so the So you can fill it quicker. faster. Yeah, yeah, there's no restrictor typically right. on that. But most shower heads, faucets, things like that, and again, because they're, you're now taking that same amount of water, that volume, and pushing it through a bunch of little orifices to make a shower head. Right. And some shower heads are adjustable, and they may flow a little bit differently per setting if the restrictor is not there. And I'll just really quick tell you, I hate restrictors. <laughs> I hate those well, things. If, it's if one of the first things I remove. I hate those things. If you're using an original shower head, it's not going to be a water saver head. No, they are not. And there's so therefore, there's no restrictor, nope. and it's going to flow. It'll flow more. Yeah. That's right. So 303-477-5600. Let's talk to Steve down on the spring. Steve, welcome. How are you, sir? Good morning, Sir John. How are you? I'm great. Happy Father's Day, Steve. And to you. And fathers are very important, and I think even a lot of people are trying to realize that. Yes, thank you. I agree. Anyway, first thing on zip ties. Uh, a few years back, my garage door guy, was friend of the garage door, he mentioned, and this is really important now with our high crime rate, et cetera, is that the bad actors 
uh, apparently practices thing where they will roll up their pickup truck with the tailgate down and they can get into your garage, the two car, in under 15 seconds. Correct. By inserting a coat hanger device yep. to trip that emergency release. Yep. Correct. Some of them even so, use a big, long Slim Jim. In other words, these guys, Steve, are not like taking a coat hanger and showing up and then undoing the coat hanger. No, no, no. These guys have already got that device all ready yeah, to go. Yeah. They push in the top of the door. They reach in. If you've got windows in your door, it makes it really, really easy, but they can even find it without that. So anyway, uh, Todd suggested, and I thought it was, I'm a fan of cheap, elegant solutions, as you are. You take a zip tie. Yeah. And you put it between the carrier and the track. Yep. And cut it, snip it. Yep. The only time you're ever going to have to worry about it, if you've got a power fryer, you can actually yank it and break it or be yep. nice. That, you know what? That's a great point. Just, just, just put a smaller zip tie that if you had to yank it and break it, you could. Same token, you can always take a pair of scissors or you know, a pair of side cutters and cut it as well if the power goes out. That's typically not a big right. issue either. Uh, great idea, by the way, because then you're not even, you know, because there's other you know suggestions of, well, you know, tie the rope up or take the yeah. rope off or blah, blah, blah. I like the zip tie method. That makes more sense. It's easier, too. I do, too. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at that time, I thought it was so elegant. I called this gal Betty Sexton. It's kind of a consumer affairs gal with KQTV, now retired. And she says, huh, could I come up there in two hours with a cameraman and producer? And I go, I don't know. Not my idea. Let me something it old top. Fast forward, yes, he comes up. And I think I need to do it again because we're living in an age yeah. where there's a lot more bad actors, number yeah, one. Good point. Number two, like you're saying, I think they practice thing at night over tequila shots. I don't know. But, uh, they, they, and in a lot of cases, these guys have done that enough times where they've got the right tool and, and they use the right yep. wire and everything. They know exactly what to do, yep. and they just slip that thing in there with a hook, grab the rope. Uh, once it's attached to the rope and one little tug, the thing is released and the door is up. And by the way, these guys might be criminals, but they're not stupid. So they are constantly running around and scoping out the place. And when they see some family loading up bags, yep. as in departure, Good they point. know it's going to be empty for a while. Good point. And they're in the house in 20 seconds. The garage door goes down. They take everything they want with very little risk of being caught. Yep. The other suggestion anyway, I've got budget. for for folks that are leaving town along those lines as well, and this is a really easy fix for a lot of you listening and uh, there's fancy, you know, there's fancy door locks and things along those lines. But, Steve, if you know you're going to be out of town for a week or two, nobody's watching the house, you've got another entrance to get in and out of the house, which most people have, a back door with a key, whatever the case may be, I would be yep. one where you would, I would unplug, because it's not that big of a deal, unplug your door openers, take a pair of vice grips, attach them right above one of the door wheels on the track itself. If you've got two doors and you need two pair of vice grips, but essentially put those vice grips right above the wheels, and guess what? That door is not coming open. Yep. Agreed, but most people aren't going to do that. No, they next, don't. They don't even think next, about that. Next, but but my point, you know, month. your point with the zip ties, because I've seen a lot of other folks, I've even had some folks send me some tips on, you know, there's locking devices for the top of the door and this, that, and the other. The problem with all of that, Steve, is if you forget that that's there and then you're trying to come back in and then you're running the opener, yep. to me, that's a lot more cumbersome than just doing what you said. Yeah, next item... Um, I don't know if you have researched a radiant barrier, but they've been selling it for a long time. And what it is, it is basically like your old space blanket. It's got a, a metallic element surrounded by two layers of mylar on either sides. And that goes up, and you staple this thing to the top of your roof joist above the insulation. 
And I'm here to tell you, it works. Depending on your roof floor, floor plan, uh, easily 30, 35% savings both summer and winter. Because what it does, uh, just like a space blanket, in the winter, it uh, allows the heat to stay in the house and mm-hmm. not go up to the attic. Same thing in the summer. And there's been a lot of outfits that have been selling this thing, mainly the seniors, for like four or five grand. Well, you can buy this stuff. There's a supplier in Castle Rock. Uh, get a contract. It takes about maybe half a day max and do it for three or four hundred dollars. Now, I, I'm here to tell you it will work. However, we had, I think we've talked about it, a really bad lightning fire a while ago. And we were fortunate in that the first gentleman to see it, driving down, he saw the hit. He's a former Navy SEAL. He calls 911, da-da, goes up the driveway, tries to get up to the hit on the upper level with the garden hose. That's not going to work. But anyway, I, I wanted to thank him, and I did. He comes over. He's also an engineer. And he said, you know, there's a high probability here that the metallic element in that radiant barrier is actually attractive to lightning. Mm. And I go, mm. huh. Mm. Because we are downhill, sl- slightly a slope to upper hill. And normally lightning likes to seek the highest target. Right. And so I'm going, huh. Well, it turns out when I start researching it uh, with various, you know, insurance outfits and everything else, I think eventually, I mean, as great as the stuff is, they're going to outlaw it because if it turns your house into a lighting attractor, hmm. not good. Good point. Good point. So hmm. just pass it on. I, this, you, it this the, and I just looked it up. It's the first I've heard of it. It makes sense. I get what I get what it is, but I also could see how what you're saying could easily happen as well, Steve. And by the way, they make some of this even for garage doors and so on. So uh, if yes. you've got an uninsulated garage door, which in that case, by the way, I don't think the lightning's a big deal in that case. If you wanted no. to insulate your garage door with the stuff, yeah. I don't see how that'd be a big issue at all. In fact, that'd be a great idea. Uh, like I said, the stuff works. Uh, I have a roll of it in the garage if you want to try it. Interesting. Right. Anyway, uh, kind of look at that. Did you get the email I sent? With the window well cleaner. I did. In fact, I need to reach out to them because I want to have them on air. So, yes, thank you for that. I need to do that. Well, that was the reason I sent it. Uh, the gentleman developed. I told him I wouldn't talk about it. So he got a patent. Three years and a lot of bucks later, he gets a patent. Nice. And w- when it's been home shows, it's the kind of product that you don't know you need until you know you need it. Good point. And so the homeowners that saw it at the home show, they go, wow. This beats the heck out of spending half a day or whatever cleaning all the garbage out of those window wells. Mm-hmm. Because this takes all of about 12 seconds. Yeah. Pull those handles, empty the grate, done. And particularly now we, we have aging seniors. Well, um, I've got, I just opened up that email again, so it'll remind me. I'll just leave it in my browser. It'll remind me to reach out to them and see if I can't get them to come on and do an interview. That would be awesome. I suggested that to Dan, and I'm sure he'd be happy to. It's a great, it's a great product. So I, I will do that, Steve. Appreciate that very much. Also, cost effective. Uh, yeah, the competing products Agreed. are like four or five hundred bucks a window well, and this thing's like I don't know, hundred thirty, hundred fifty. No, great idea. All right, have a Steve. Great thanks. Day. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick timeout. Don't forget Stack Optical. No, no matter what you need when it comes to your eye care needs, they've got you covered. One of the cheapest eye exams in town. On top of that, they can custom make any kind of a glasses you need. Doesn't matter what it is, whether it be something where you need safety glasses, you're working outside, you need sunglasses, you need trifocals, you're shooting, 
You name it, they can take care of it for you. In fact, I said this yesterday on Ready Radio. Alan will even, if you're a shooter and you need something specific when it comes to shooting, you bring your gun in unloaded. Make an appointment, of course, on the front side. Bring your gun in unloaded, and he will look at how you're looking at all of your sights and scopes and so on, and he will build whatever you need around doing that. So whatever you need, Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment 
that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. If you're listening to one of our replay shows, by the way, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We do this live on Saturday mornings from 9 to 10. It is June the 17th today. So you kind of get an idea of what day we recorded this, depending upon when you're now listening to our replay or if you're listening to the replay on one of our you know podcasts, one of the favorite places you can go find podcasts. We'll be there as well. So myself, Larry Unger, who's normally answering phones, but he, he had some things to talk about today, so we threw him on air with us. All right, Pool Noodle. I guess you could say hacks or uses. There's lots of uses for things. You know, we you find maybe there's one use for one thing, and then you realize, hmm, okay, there's lots of other uses for this besides just floating in water. And some of these I read, and I'm like, okay, I never would have guessed this. For example, keep your plants cool. For plants in pots, you can use a pool noodle standing vertically to fill the container to about three-quarter of the height of the container That way you don't need as much soil in your largest containers, and it helps with drainage, keeping the soil from getting oversaturated and so on. So instead of, you know, if you've got like, in this case, it looks like they've got like a a galvanized, you know, half barrel kind of a thing is what the picture shows. So instead of filling that all the way with dirt, put a bunch of pool noodles in it, put all of your dirt around that. You don't need, A, as much dirt that way. And then, like it says, it keeps things from getting oversaturated, moldy, and so on because the pool noodles are in there kind of aerating the soil, if you would. Never so, thought about that. I never would have thought of that either. So there's one use. This one's pretty This one's pretty handy. I never thought about this one either. There are times where you're needing to fill a bucket or something. This would be especially handy in the wintertime where you don't want to go outside. You don't want to use the hose and the faucet to fill the bucket up. You can't get the bucket under the faucet because it doesn't fit. Some people don't have an outside you know, sink in the garage that they can fill things in and so on. So guess what you can do? Put a pool noodle over the head of the faucet, put your bucket wherever you want it, turn the water on, and the pool noodle, pool noodle is like a short hose, allowing the water then to travel from the faucet into the bucket that you're going to then fill up. Interesting. It works very well. I, I, can, I can see that in my own mind. Yeah. Not a bad idea. You slip it over the faucet, turn it on, it's like a little hose, and off you go. So, it's not going to overrun nope. the pool noodles. So. Nope. Yeah. Then what bother at all? The, the, it's it's not you know they don't absorb water, so there you go. Um, so you use basically use it as a short water hose. Now this one's kind of I've seen this one, and a lot of folks already have devices, but maybe you're cheap and you don't have one. If you're looking to get rid of your carpal tunnel, the way you would set your wrists in front of your keyboard, if you want to raise your wrist up so you don't have that effect, and there's pads and things now that people buy. But one really really quick cheap solution is cut a pool noodle into about a third. Make it about a foot or so wide, 10 inches or so wide. Put that right in front of your keyboard. Now you've got a place to rest your, you know, the back of your palms on. And voila, your carpal tunnel is taken care of with a pool noodle. So pick your favorite color and off you go. (laughs) I could see you doing that if you have a neck issue also. Yep. This one's kind of handy. 
Um, now, this one you'd have to take on and off. But let's say, for example, you're going to leave a door open because maybe you're moving stuff in and out and the door doesn't have a stopper and you don't want the door to bang into something. Take about a two-inch piece of pool noodle, cut a slit in it, slide that over the door. Now you've got a bumper where the door itself isn't going to run into whatever it is that you're trying to keep from being scratched. And all of a sudden now you've got a kind of a, a soft bumper, sort of like the idea of the car door hitting the pole earlier I talked about. This would be the opposite. It's the door swinging out. Now, again, you'd have to take it off before the door closes, of course, but if it's a situation where you've just got the door open for whatever reason because you're moving some things in and out or whatever, and it might be getting slammed into something because you maybe you've even taken the, you know, maybe this door has an opener on it and you've actually taken that off, well, you don't want that thing sliding, you know, you don't want that door opening and slamming into something else, so put a little pool noodle on it, and away you go. Well, the other side of that would be if you are going in and out of a door constantly, and you don't want the door to close. Oh, and good point. That's a good point, too. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you just or you don't want to dink with the handle over and over and over again. Yeah. Fine. Put that on there, and the door's not going to close fully. Right. Great idea. Just bump it with you your shoulder. You can do it the opposite way as well. Yeah. Walk in and do your thing and come back out. Not a bad idea. Yeah. So that would work as well. So, yeah. again, just having a few, a few of those just cut, you know, an inch or so thickness and put them in a few drawers, you know, wherever you've got some doors that are, that are there. You know, go ahead and have that handy, and off you go. Done deal. This one's a little bit weird. I probably wouldn't use this for this, but if you've got a deep kitchen drawer where you've got your like silverware or a tray where you don't want the tray sliding back into the drawer, you could cut a pool noodle to length and put it on the back end of that and keep it from sliding back in. But I think some two-sided tape on the bottom of that, you know, or even a little bit of Velcro on the bottom of that tray would be better than a pool noodle. Yep. That's that my opinion. Great. I wouldn't use that one. for. I wouldn't do it that way. That's just me. Or uh, even no. if you use a double-sided tape, you can put a double-sided tape on, on the drawer, yep. tape it down, and it's not going to move. Now, here's one that's handy. I hadn't thought about this one. So especially given where we're at right now with all the rain we've had, some of that rain may be coming into certain areas. You could have some puddling in your basement even. If you've got a window well that leaks, you could have some puddling in the garage. I have a squeegee just because of the world I've always lived in in the auto, auto world. Having a squeegee around was just something that you kind of always have, and that's how I grew up. But not everybody has a squeegee. So if you're looking for a really cheap squeegee, take a rock rake. You know, the rakes with the tangs. Not a leaf rake, but a rock rake. Cut a pool noodle the width of the rake head. And then just jab the prongs of the rake into the, into the pool noodle itself. Now you've got a poor man's squeegee. <laughs> I like that. I've never really thought about that one either. Because, so, again, the squeegee doesn't absorb water, or right. the pool noodle doesn't absorb water. It would push the water on the end of the rake, therefore giving you a poor man's squeegee. I can see where that would work perfectly. So there you go. For a lot of you that need to push some water around at times, especially given the circumstances we've had of late, instead of actually going out buying a squeegee or whatever, go ahead and do that instead, and off you go. And, I, you know, it's not going to get all of the water up like a real squeegee would, but it'll get probably 80%, 90% of it up, yep. and the little bit that's remaining will evaporate, and away you go. Done deal. I would suppose that if you had a... Uh, window well that's leaking, getting water over the window, you could put it on there and add add oh, a little bit to it. You know what? Good idea as well. That's true. Good point. Yes, you could actually. I never thought about that as well. Yeah, for the drainage part, you know, just to keep it from coming in in the first place. You right. could. Good point, Larry. Okay. Yeah, I like that. 
For those of you that have pools, you can make your own little floating beverage barge out of a pool noodle. You cut, you know, you put... Basically, you would glue the squeegee, or not the squeegee, you would glue the pool noodle, cut accordingly, you know, take a piece of Tupperware, for example, maybe a square piece of Tupperware where you want a little beverage cooler in the pool or whatever. You can fill that with ice, throw your beverages in it, and then to make that item float, put some pool noodles, you know, cut, you know, cut them in yep. the, the rectangular shape that would be around that particular, you know, uh, you could even use one of the big tubs if you wanted to, but then it would float in the pool. You'd have your ice and your beverages there, and away you go, done deal. Sure. Now... Where that would also come in handy for some of you that maybe don't have pools, but you go to the lake. And maybe the lake water is not super cold. It's going to one of the warmer lakes, McConaughey, something along those lines, where you still want to keep things warm and have it near wherever you're partying or doing whatever. Okay, there you, Instead of throwing it in the sand or having an actual cooler, there you go. You could do that in the water as well. We used to do that at Lake Powell. The, the ice wouldn't stay very long, but it would be long enough for you to okay. have a beverage and... Okay. Play around in the water. And, Makes sense. Yeah. This one, you know, this one comes in handy. And I, I've, I've seen people do different things along these lines. So let's say you have an SUV. You don't have a pickup truck, but you're going to carry something on top of the vehicle, and you don't want to scratch the vehicle all up. And you've got a lot, you know, you've got a, um, uh, a roof rack on the vehicle, but you really don't want to attach the ladder or whatever it happens to be to the top of the you know, to, to, you know, right onto the top of the rack because you're worried about scratching either the rack or the car itself. Maybe you want to raise up that, that item off of the roof just ever so slightly. Fine. Take some duct tape and some pool noodles. Wrap the pool noodle around your crossbars of your, la- of your roof rack. Tape those in, and then you could attach your ladder or whatever else you're putting on top of the car right on top of the pool noodles, and you don't have that ladder scraping and running up against the the crossbars and having that, you know, the, the chance of that moving into the car, you know, the car roof itself, giving yourself a little bit of cushion, and you're keeping things from getting scratched up by doing so. Well, I think you do the same thing. If you cut the noodle in half yep. and put it over the crossbar, you could use tw- uh, twist ties. You could. Yeah, you could zip tie them, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you want. Yeah. Th- this picture shows, you know, duct tape. But, yeah, to your point, Larry, you could, as long as they're on there not coming off, right. away you go. Done deal. But, yeah, put those right on the crossbar. And keep the crossbars from getting all, you know, scratched up, messed up. And then, you know, again, some of those crossbars are so close to the roof that if they even bent down a little teeny bit, whatever you've got up there may be rubbing the roof. And to keep that from happening, put some pool noodles on your crossbars and away you go. All right. Mike's got a answer for us as well or a comment. Mike, welcome. Hello, Mike. um, Can you hear me now? I can. So, here's my question. If the government has outlawed the sale of all incandescent light bulbs, and everybody has LED light bulbs in your house, when we do have that unfortunate EMP, either from the sun or from North Korea or from Russia, does that kill all of your LED light bulbs? And that might have to be a question that you throw out and let people call in and think this over and talk about it. And hopefully in the next 10 minutes or so. Say that again. I'm not sure that I'm following you, Mike. So you, you, we get rid of our incandescents. We put LEDs in. Yes, because okay. the LED light bulbs, all of them, they have little chips. Yes. And electro, uh, electronic uh, circuitry inside of them. If we have an EMP event go off, uh, 
that will kill those little oh. every LED I see what you're saying. Bulb. Yeah, great point. No, I see what you're saying. Now, keep in mind, if we get that kind of an EMP, unless somebody's got a generator of sorts that's been hardened, you're not going to have electricity anyway. So, you know, that's probably not a huge, huge issue for a lot of people. But if you've, if you've prepared yourself and you've got a few things hardened, it would be good advice to have some incandescent bulbs kicking around. Yeah. Keep, that's the yeah, whole point. Good point. Have, have, you know, keep that sack, uh, you know, have a, two, go to the store and get a 200, couple of 200 watts and a couple of one, 100, uh, you know. You yeah, yeah, and or, Mike, as you're changing some of those out because maybe you like the way the LEDs look and you are trying to save a little bit of money or whatever the case is, if you're one of those individuals or if you happen to find some at the store, dollar store or whatever, yeah, have some of those kicking around, throw them in a clear tub, put them up in the attic or whatever and just have them. Yep. Okay. Great idea. You know, I, you know, I that's something, and I'll, I'll mention that on Ready Radio on Fridays as well when we talk about that very subject: EMPs, EMP strikes, and so on. Yeah, you bring up a great point. Given the fact that those are all chipped, yeah, I don't see those functioning after a strike. I think you're 100 percent correct, Mike. You know, and the, the good news is everybody in the world will have their cell phone. And if your cell phone doesn't get destroyed, you always got your flashlight on your cell phone. And so everybody's Yeah, and cell phones are hardened. I did learn that on that show. So cell phones are hardened. Now, the communication towers and your ability to use them to communicate back and forth is going to be extremely limited, if not unuse, unusable at all. But there will be other functions on it that still work, Mike. Okay, now I got one more little... But, you know, really quick, thank you, by the way. You just brought up something that I don't think I've even seen anybody produce, publish, or talk about, and I do a lot of research for that Friday show, so thank you. I will be mentioning that. That was a good one. So here's another little clue for you, because I I worked with um, UPS batteries for backup power for your computer. And a lot of people, they don't do this anymore, but, you know, if you... Two things. If you go to the some store and you buy yourself a battery backup system, get a battery backup system. Inside of every one of those things is a battery. That's a common battery that uh, you can swap out yourself when the time comes. But I tell you, it's going to be a smart idea. I learned when they do the surge protection, the one thing that lots of people never, ever think about is their grounding rod that's on the outside of their house, mm-hmm. out by their pole, where your meter's at. Right. If the wire comes off of that thing, then, as it's by the grace of God, if you got the old-fashioned copper piper and piping in your house, you normally have the electrician will have, somewhere along the line, put a clamp and a wire on your piping, so you're still grounded in a sense. But this is something for you guys to talk about um, that for maintenance and even for just everyday electrical use. Because if you put a copper cladded rod into our soil here along the front range, down in Loveland, there's a lot of clay. And that clay will corrode away your grounding rod on your house. Good point. And we, and we have that, and even the front, I mean, you say Loveland, really, there are bits and pieces of that heavy clay, Mike, all along the front range. So it's not just Loveland. It is, you know, 
northern Colorado, southern Colorado. There are bits and pieces. You know, in fact, well, as a matter of fact, Mike, all of the new construction going on, unless it's in sort of an inner city area, uh, most of the new construction that's going on east, south, north is going to be heavy clay, as you know. I'll let you go. That's all I had. Though. You're a good man, Mike. Thank you, by the way, for that. I will mention that on Ready Radio. He just brought up something with the LED lights in a good point, huge yeah. EMP strike that even if you've hardened and you've got electricity some way, somehow, UPS backup, you know, you know that type of, a, of, of, of electric generation, whatever, whatever kind of a backup system you've got, if you don't have an incandescent light bulb or even a... A um, uh, the fluorescent light bulbs. Uh, good luck on all of that working when it's all said and done. So great, great point on that, Mike. I'll mention that on Ready Radio. We'll take our last break. Don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, Contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep a durable roof over your head. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? 
Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority, whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, we are back. Myself, Larry, Charlie, we appreciate you guys very much. Uh, Mike, again, thank you for that tip. I will be sharing that on Ready Radio and even asking some of the experts that I interview there uh, quite often. Have you ever thought about, even if you've hardened your home, the LED lights that you most likely are using now? Because, you know, for a lot of us, we do like those better because they do have a, a better... I don't know. They're just a. They're just a. In my opinion, they're a better light. Now, a lot of people hate them. Some people still like the old incandescent. I personally like the LEDs. I see better with those than I do the old ones. But no, they're it's cheaper to teach run. Teach his own, and they're cheaper to run. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay, back to the pool noodle hacks. Okay, I already talked about the garage door dings, so I'm not going to get into that one because I went over that earlier. We used to use those in the shops all the time. Uh, now, for some of you that have a vehicle, again, you don't have a pickup truck. Or maybe even some of you that have a pickup truck. And maybe you've got a, a board or something you're going to carry that comes out of the back of the vehicle. Could be the hatch on the car. Could be you, know, you don't want to fold the tailgate down because then you can get it all pitted up because it's down. But you still want to carry some stuff above it. But you don't want to scratch the top of the tailgate up. Those are where, again, pool noodles will come in handy to put around those areas even let's say you've got a trunk, you've got a regular sedan, and you're, side, you're sliding some boards in, but you just need to tr- tie the trunk down because you don't have the ability to shut the trunk, but you don't want the bottom edge of the deck lid to get all scratched up, fine. Put a little pool noodle around it. Done deal. Now you can set it down on top of whatever it is you're doing, tie it down, ratchet it down, whatever you're going to do, and nothing's getting dinged up. Either way, by the way, could be a really nice board you're carrying or a piece of furniture or whatever. That's not getting dinged. Neither is the deck lid or the tailgate or whatever. Right. And the other thing I was thinking of, because I used to do this at Christmas time, I would take a ladder and extend it up because I had a 10-foot tree, and I'd have to lead it against the wall. Well, you could put pull noodles on the yep. ladder so it doesn't scratch the wall. For a lot of you outdoorsmen... This one's handy, and I wish I would have thought about this one years ago because this would work whether you've got a boat, a garage, a camper, whatever. I know they make fancy fishing rod holders where you can take and you kind of snap the fishing rod in and out of these particular holders, but there's a much cheaper way of doing that. Just cut slits up and down, not not length, you know, not end-to-end on a pool noodle, but just up and down, cut slits in the pool noodle where the fishing rod will slide into the slit. You can screw the pool noodle to the wall, and all of a sudden you've now got your fishing rod holder that are spacing them all out equally, and it makes it really easy to slide in and out. 
and it's a lot cheaper and less expensive and frankly doesn't even look that bad compared to the ones that would actually grab around you know some of those are rubber or they've got a little clamp or whatever yep. I mean, all these different fishing rod holders which by the way get very expensive a pool noodles a few bucks oh, go to yeah. the dollar store and they're you know they're cheap Yes, they are. Super cheap. So that this one, by the way, that's one of the most handy ones I've seen yet, and I really hadn't thought about that. That could also be said of anything else you're trying to separate out that would maybe lean against the wall that you don't want running into one another. Sure, a pool noodle would do all of that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, oh, this one's handy. For a lot of folks that have the older trampolines where the springs may still be exposed, and some of you have those. Most of the newer trampolines, they've got little pads and guards and so on. But if you've got an older trampoline and you've got kids and you don't want the springs exposed, okay, cut a pool noodle, wrap sure. it around each spring, and away you go. Done well, deal. And if you have a trampoline, if it's old enough, the sun has deteriorated the uh, packing around the edges, mm-hmm. so everything's exposed anyway. So that would work perfect. This one's kind of handy. This one probably applies more to drive radio than, than fix-it radio, but... If you've got a garage where maybe you don't have a lot of ceiling height and the garage door is fairly short, but your SUV's deck comes, you know, your your hatch comes up quite a ways. And in some cases, it may, depending upon the length of your garage opening, that may bump into the one of the crossbars on the garage door. Sure. If you're not careful. Well, if you don't want to worry about not being careful, put a pool noodle around the garage door brace. And if the hatch opens, it's hitting the pool noodle instead of the crossbar on the garage. Sure, makes sense. So, again, another one of those areas where you can protect your car from getting all dinged up by just putting a pool noodle on it. Um, You can make a floaty, of course, for your dog. I'm not going to get into that because most dogs aren't going to sit on that anyways, but whatever. Uh, A high-visibility boundary marker. Sure, you could actually put a pool noodle over a wood stake or something along those lines. Instead of having to tie the flags or whatever around it, just put a bright yellow or bright orange pool noodle over the stake and now you've got a nice boundary marker there and away you go that one makes total sense i get that that would work um now if you want to store your pool noodles here's a hack to store them instead of i'm going to use this one today by the way because i've got an empty five gallon bucket instead of trying to get the pool noodles all arranged and stacked against the wall or whatever just throw them into a bucket the ends and they all stay nice and neat. And by the way, you could even take another zip tie or two. And if you're going to store them for the winter, zip tie around the top of them. And now all your pool noodles are nice and stored upright instead of having to try to lay them all around. So Bob's calling in. Bob, welcome. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, do, you know what a mo- do you know what a mogul-based light bulb is? A mogul-based light bulb? I do not. Okay. It's, it ha- instead of a standard size screw thread, it's a much larger one. And we have an antique brass floor lamp that that's what it is. Oh, uses. I'm looking at that right now. Yes, okay. Yeah, I, and by the way, yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yes, I do. Uh, well, you can't get those bulbs anymore because of the new incandescent ruling. Right. Do you know any place that sells an adapter that you can screw into your the mogul base, and then on the other end of it, it has just a standard screw thread. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, so y- yes, there are people that make adapters. In fact, I'm looking at them right now on Amazon. So you can either buy the bulb with the right base on Amazon, or you can buy the adapter for what you're talking about on Amazon. Either or. Oh, it does show the adapter. Okay. Yes. Yes. What does it show? A price? Uh, ten dollars. Okay. Well, that's a deal because then you can use a standard size light. Bulb. You could, and and again, they make. That um, and actually, I just found a I just found an adapter for seven dollars. If you shop around, you probably get that down to six seven bucks. On Amazon. On Amazon. 
Okay, and how do they? What do they call it? Just a mobile base adapter. Yep. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's a, it's called a socket okay. converter or a mobile base converter. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you very. You're much. very welcome, Bob. And and thank you. I kind of had forgotten about those big light bulbs. Those used to be used. We used to have those in the shop when you had the big, you know, mercury type. You yep. know, these were those were even a little bit bigger than these. But I forgot about there being different bases of some of those other older type. Uh, light bulbs, but uh, those the high pressure sodiums, I guess, what I'm thinking of that have the mogul base as well. So yeah, so you can actually uh, buy an adapter, and they also make LEDs that fit the mogul base. By the way, which I also I should have known that. I mean, Larry, they make about everything now, so I mean, I should have known they made that, but I kind of have forgotten about that larger base. So all right, back to our pool noodle hacks. I got a few more here. There's 27 total. Now, if you don't like hitting your shin. On the rung of the ladder, and maybe you're, maybe you've got a project where the ladder is going to be at the same, your extension ladder is going to be at the same distance every single time you go up and down it, but you're tired of banging your shin on all the cross rails. Okay, put a few pool noodles on the cross rails, and you're no longer banging your shin on those cross rails. As long as you're not using the cross rails to get up the ladder. Yeah. So let, yeah. <laughs> say for example, you're you're always going to be at the same level, but you've got three or four other rungs above you that you may be leaning against because you're having a project where you're on the ladder a little longer than you normally would. Yeah, and you don't want to bang your your shins or your knees or whatever. Then put a little bit of padding on there with a pool noodle. I don't see why that wouldn't work. Now here's another handy one. For a lot of you that have boots, cowboy boots, work boots, whatever, and maybe they get wet and you're trying to keep them dried out, or you just want to store your boots to where the upper part of the boot doesn't get wrinkled because it leans over onto itself, put a pool noodle down inside the boot and they will stand up tall that way. And you're not having, and by the way, it's easier to store them that way because if you're putting them on a shelf or whatever, they're not all leaning over one another. Just slip a little pool noodle that's cut to the height of the boot and now they're standing upright. Okay, another little story check. All right, that's it for the day, guys. Drive Radio's coming up next, or Rush to Reason. If it's Tuesday and it's a replay show you're listening to, myself, Larry Unger, thank you very much. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.